Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. Hello and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 22, Walking for a Cure, a three-day event. I believe, y'all, that when life throws us to the floor and we don't know how to rise again, I believe that we can and we will find those feet beneath us. We can do it. We can rise from our falls. And when we rise, though, we are smarter, we are wiser, we are more determined and more courageous than we ever in a million years thought possible. And when we unite this inner light of our own with those around us, we create this unstoppable force. I know that breast cancer can sometimes win a battle. It has in the past. It still does. And I can't predict how many more times that will sadly happen. But with our resiliency combined and our efforts combined, cancer will not win this war. On an individual level, y'all, when life gets hard and you feel that cold, abrasive surface from the floor beneath you and you don't know what to do or where to turn, remember that we can, you can rise from a fall because you don't have to do it alone. Together, we will weather this storm. I know that it's not always easy to find those feet beneath you, let alone try to walk again. And I'd be lying if I said that I didn't struggle myself. I get it, it's hard and it hurts. And sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I just don't want to. There can be darkness there, I get that. But in those moments, Look for your own lighthouse in the distance because all around there are these little flickers of radiant pink light that surround you. They're combining to make this light so bright that it lifts us all up and guides us to the finish line, to our ultimate finish line, to the day that we live in a world rid of breast cancer. Today's episode, we're going to talk about this hope Today, we're going to talk about rising strong together and walking towards a cure. Today, we're going to hear from several of these individual flickers of light. Today, we're going to hear from people who've helped make the Susan Komen New England three-day of 2019 a huge success. We'll hear from walkers, survivors, supporters, and others who've worked tirelessly to make a dent in this war We'll see how walking in unity, how this incredible three-day-long event where people from across the country, y'all, across the country, they all come together to walk 60 miles. And this is all in efforts to work towards ending breast cancer. We're going to hear about how this event has an impact on not only the individual, but on our communities and the world. 
To kick things off with our interviews today, I have with us Marilyn Fuller-Smith, and she is a survivor and a 60-mile walker, and she's here today to tell us a little bit about what the three-day means to her. Welcome, Marilyn. Tell us, where are you from? Sure. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, so it's central Pennsylvania. And now you're a survivor, right? I am. I'm a 19-year survivor. I am. And this is my 19th walk this year, so you put them all together, it's just a great great time. Well, that is so inspiring. I am a survivor myself. And I know that when we hear stories of other women who have been there and they've done that and they've made it to the other side and to hear someone such as yourself, who's made it 19 years like that, that is just incredibly uplifting and inspiring. Yeah. Actually, I I can tell you just a real quick story. Um, It's about hope. And that's why I walk. You know, I walk because I have and can give hope. I have hope that I will continue to live. I am also a survivor of uterine cancer from when I was 27 years old, and I'm 73 years old now. And we were walking in 2017 in Philadelphia, and I was walking through one of the streets, and there was a girl there with a sign. And I had my, at that point, 17-year survivor pin on. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, can I hug you? I said, well, of course. She was just celebrating her one year. And so we hugged and we cried because it was just so emotional. And she said, I'm going to call you Hope from now on. And so later in the day or the next morning early, I was being interviewed on TV. And I told that story about Hope. And later I was in the market and I hear this woman yell, Marilyn Fuller Smith. And I turn and it's a woman I hadn't seen for four or five years. And the chances of her being in that market at that moment, because neither of us live in Philadelphia. And she said, I woke up this morning to watching you on TV. So we hugged and she said, Hope, I'm having a double mastectomy on Thursday. You know, so when people ask me why I walk, if I can give hope to anyone that they can get to 19 years, that's what my job is. That is my job. And I was given everything. They found my cancer early. Sorry for the tears here, but I just, you know, I remember all this and it just gets to be so powerful in my mind. It was found early and I had the right doctors. I had the right insurance company and I had the most fabulous family to take care of me. And everything just worked exactly the way it's supposed to work. And I went through radiation. We got done with all that and went, started on my life, you know, restarted my life, I guess is a good way to put it. And so many women don't have that. So many women don't find it early. So many women don't have the opportunity for mammograms. And it's my responsibility to be out there talking. This crazy way I dress, I wear this in airports. I wear it whenever I travel. And people stop and talk to me. And I tell them why I do this. And I talk about mammograms. And I talk about raising money. And I talk about what cancer's like, you know, that it absolutely changes your life forever. Yes, that it does. And I also happen to drive a little sparkly pink Mini Cooper, and uh, I get noticed in that, and people stop me, and we talk about mammograms. And you're spreading about awareness, which is absolutely huge. Absolutely. And we think, you know, we tend to think because we're so involved with cancer that that everybody is aware, that everybody gets mammograms, that everybody knows how to get checked. And the answer to that is they don't. They just don't. And you know, I was talking with somebody before, and. They really thought, you know, we'd plastered the town pink 
but come to find out there were still many people that didn't know and that much more awareness that still needed to be spread. Oh my God. Yes. And we may, we need to be sure as um, individuals, we need to be sure as with, with this Coleman, with, with everything that with our, our country needs to say no woman, no woman at all should not be taken care of through breast cancer. So that's why I walk. And not to ever feel like you have to go through this battle alone. I don't know what it would have been. I don't know what it would have been like if I didn't have my husband and my family with me. I have no idea. I remember vividly my 48-year-old then son laying on the bottom of the bed when and he came up and he said, "Ma, are you going to die?" And I said, "No, I am not going to die." And um, so when you have the strength of family and friends behind you, mm-hmm. and good doctors. And insurance to help pay for all this. Right. Yeah, it's good stuff. So now, how did you find your cancer? I went for an annual physical. I was 50 years old, just an annual physical. And my doctor said, when is your next mammogram? After you had done just a a check. And I said, I I don't know, I think it's in a couple months. He said, oh, okay. So he did whatever the rest of it was. He went out of the room, and he came back 15 minutes later, and he said, I set up a mammogram for you this afternoon. And he knows me well. And that's the other thing. I have a doctor that I know well, and he knows me well. And I said, uh, should I take Peter with me? And he said, yes, you should, Peter being my husband. My doctor had enough sense to know that what he felt was totally abnormal, and he'd felt enough of those lumps to know that I had a problem. And that needed to be checked out. It needed to be checked when we went there. And then they did the uh, uh, that, and they did the uh, immediately. They then they did a sonogram, and then they took my husband back and I back into the room, and they showed us the film. And they said, "You see this right here? That has to be checked immediately." And so within days, uh, I had a biopsy, and then they, right. it pro- was proved that I did have cancer and uh, had a lumpectomy right away. And I've heard of women who are afraid to go and get their screenings done because of the attitude of what I don't know can't hurt me. Are you ready for my truth? Yes. I have a nephew whose testicles became inflamed and he was embarrassed because of that. And when he finally had to go to the hospital because he was in such terrible pain, cancer had metastasized, had gone to his brain, and at 28 years, he was gone. 28 years old because he was afraid to go and have that checked out. Now, that's not breast cancer, but we're talking about saving lives here. It's all cancers, you know? How about that? Early detection is essential. Absolutely. I talked to the man on the plane here. He was a young kid, young kid. He said, so you're dressed this way, why? And we started talking about it. And he said that his mother had had breast cancer and everything was fine. And I was so glad. And I said, "Uh, do you check yourself often? And he said, pardon me? I said, do you know that young men and older men get breast cancer too? And he said, I had no idea. And he's getting married. And I said, here's the deal. You and your wife, you're only 40 years old. You and your wife need to start getting baseline. You need to start feeling your breasts, finding out what it's all about. And he was absolutely delightful. There was no embarrassment from him whatsoever. Just no one had ever told him that. I'm of the camp that information is meant to empower you, not to cripple you. Absolutely. So when you go into these screenings, they're not meant to hurt you. They're meant to give you the tools and the information needed to make more informed and sound decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we are powerful with knowledge. 
So you said you had a lumpectomy and radiation. Did you have to have any other kind of treatment? No, I did not need anything else. What were some of the side effects? Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's easy. Um, everybody told me I was going to be exhausted, you know, just totally exhausted. I was two weeks in. There was no exhaustion whatsoever, so I am superhero anyway. I am Wonder Woman and Superwoman all rolled into one. And, um, and week three, <laughs> It hits you. It just hits you. And I spent the next three weeks getting up, going to work for a couple hours, getting my radiation, and then going home and sleeping until the next day. And then what happens to you is radiation keeps giving. It just keeps giving back forever. And I have um, horrible scars. Scar tissue is just vile. I've had to have three operations since then to remove some of the scar tissue. Look at that. I always touch my breast. I've had to have scar tissue removed, and then I've had to have my my right breast, uh, because cancer was in my left breast, I've had to have my right breast reduced. I've had three operations since then, just having my breasts try to get to be a normal size. So there's so much, and there's just so much that goes through with it right. physically. And I'm, and I'm, I'm the lucky one. Right. I am the lucky one. And you are a 19-year survivor. Yeah. One thing I've come to notice is that there's this emotional element to healing as well. And that seems to be a part that happens across the board. Absolutely. What helped you emotionally? What helped motivate you through it all? Don't forget, I had been through it already once. And I was young and naive when I was 27. I didn't know. I knew that I wanted to see my grandson's children. That was one of the deals. He was just a young kid at the time. But I knew that I wanted to be alive to see my grandson's children graduate from high school. And you do anything that you can do. You do everything that you can do. You get as healthy as you can be. I, I know that that's one of the things that, that kept me going, that kept right. me going through it's all of to do to do everything that was necessary. Yeah. Now, before we started recording, you told me some inspiration behind your team name. Tell us about your team name. So, you know, I am a a huge aficionado for the Susan G. Komen, 19 walks so far. In 2017, I did all seven of them, and uh, I'm already signed up for them for next year. I'm, I'm ready. So, and I have walked with other teams, or I've just walked by myself, because I love walking by myself and meeting new people all the time, and chatting and getting to know them. And we were in San Diego, and we started talking about the whole idea of what Komen covers, what, where Komen, you know, where breast cancer is, just, just the whole idea of the worldliness of this whole thing. And we came up with this name of Boobs Without Borders. Cancer, it's everywhere. And, you know, we're not trying to find cancer just for our hometown. Right. A, a cure for cancer, just for our hometown or for our families or for our friends. We want to spread it out to the world. We want the world to be rid of breast cancer not just this small little community that we know. So we are boobs without borders. Without borders. Right. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. So I have one more question for you. Sure. So last year when I went to San Diego, the Girl Scouts had sent me with some questions that they wanted me to ask other survivors because their founder, the founder of Girl Scouts, Juliet Gordon-Lowe, she actually had breast cancer. Right. And so every year in her honor they do a badge and they promote awareness. This year, the Girl Scouts wanted to interview a survivor. They wanted to ask me some questions. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to go out to San Diego. Why don't you give me these questions and I'll ask women 
from across the country, and then you'll have more answers. So knowing that these young girls, that they're wanting to know more, what they need to be aware of, the things that they should know. I guess my question is ultimately to you, what do you want this next generation of young girls who are growing into women, what do you want them to know about breast cancer? That breast cancer is not a death sentence. That the more we know our bodies and the more education that we have, the more that we know that we can find a cure for this. And I want them to know they can be part of the cure. They are the ones that can be part of the cure. That generation. Marilyn, thank you so much for joining us here today. We really appreciate having you and hearing all that you have to say and why the three-day matters to you. Of course, I was delighted. Marilyn is one of many survivors that participated in the New England three-day event, one of many survivors that participate in three-day events across the country. And many of us survivors, we do it because we know just how difficult cancer is, and we don't want anyone else to have to go through it. We want that next generation to live in a world without breast cancer. But survivors aren't the only ones that choose to walk. In fact, I had the pleasure of meeting several individuals. Some were there supporting their their family or their friends, or maybe it was their daughter or their sister or their mother that was diagnosed. And on day two, I got to meet George. He was 87 years old, and he was walking in memory of his wife. He's done 44 of these three-day events. And he's planning on walking seven of them this year. I speak to him in the middle of the walk. So you're going to hear some cheering and some music in the background. Some of the good old fun along the three-day walk. But hear what he has to say. I'm here on the three-day with George. George, this is your, you were just telling me, your how, how many walks have you done? 44. 44. But the first 43 are the toughest. <laughs> this one's good. This is up, up there as one of the toughest, huh? And I love your shirt. Tell us why you're walking. Thank you. Well, I'm walking in honor of my wife, Christine. She passed away was a year ago last month, the 23rd of August. And uh, in 2007, I did all 12 walks. And my wife and I were both 75 at the time. So after the walk, I got home, you know, I said, you know, Christine, I said, we're both 75, and I was away from you all summer. That wasn't fair to you. I won't do that again. She says, I'm glad. But she would have supported me if I would have continued to do them all. So after that, I did maybe one or two a year, and now that she's passed away, I'm doing them all in her honor. Love that. That is so sweet. And you're, how old are you now? 87? 87. 87. And this is your 44th three right. day. Yeah. That is so inspiring. Thank you. And this says, this is such a great message to everybody out here is that hope still walks. Hope goes on. Right. You have to stay positive. No matter what happens in your life, look at the bright side. Look at, at your blessings. Right. Count, count your blessings. What do you make of this entire three day experience? Well, starting from Michigan, the first walk, uh, it's been life-changing for me. You know, I've, I've really appreciated the walks before, but now I'm walking my, in my wife's honor, and it, it's much more meaningful for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that is super inspiring to all of us that, that see you out here and, and hear about your story. That is 
That is such an inspiring story. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Y'all, I'm super impressed with George. I want to be that cool when I'm 87 years old. He's 87 and walking 60 miles, not just this weekend, but seven times this year. He has signed up to do all of them. And George, along with others, have decided that same thing, that they want to do not just one three-day, but they want to do all of the ones that are out there. And they're the ones that are visiting our seven cities. So we're going to hear from next another man, Jim Hillman, who is signed up to do all seven cities. We're going to hear about what the three-day means to him. Welcome, Jim. You are a veteran walker, right? Yes, I am. This is my 12th year. Your 12th year. That is a lot of miles because each three-day, tell us, how many how many miles is one three-day? We walk 60 miles in uh, the three days, uh, roughly 20 miles a day. That's a lot of miles to be put on those feet there, and you've done it so many times. Now, somebody also told me that you're going to be walking the seven cities this year. Is that right? That's correct. I'm doing all seven cities. So where all have you gone? Uh, so far, we've been to Michigan and Twin Cities, and then this week we're in... Um, in uh, New England, Boston area, and then next weekend we'll be in Seattle. Next weekend? Uh-huh. Wow, so that's some dedication. <laughs> what motivates you to do all of these walks? Um, I started in 2008 uh, because my mom passed away in 2004 after an eight-year battle, and uh, I'd gone four years kind of, you know, the old woe is me and why my mom, uh, why breast cancer, and, and then uh, I heard the ad from Komen one day about, you know, if you want to take a challenge on. And, and I thought, you know, it's time to quit the whining and move on to something else. That's what mom would want me to do. And so I went down to be getting started and I've never looked back. That is amazing. I am trying to learn the lesson myself that you have to let go of the things that you can't control in life and focus on the ones that you can. And we can be part of the movement to bring about change. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's difficult to let go of the past sometimes because it's very important to us. And what I found was is you you hold on to the good things, the memories with mom and, and that type of thing, or whoever the loved one is, and and then you you move forward. It's it's moving forward and, and doing the walks, the fundraising, the the awareness. Uh, that's what's going to get us to the cure. Right. And every step matters. Every step that you put down on that pavement, every dollar that you raise, every hour that you spend, it's not for nothing. It all matters. Absolutely. And one of the nice things about being out on the, the three days as much as I am and, and getting to talk to the survivors, it almost happens every walk I'm in that they'll say, you know, the funds from Komen from these type of walks helped research that has helped me personally because I now have a different protocol for my treatment. I have fewer treatments. It's less invasive. And they can go back to where that funding was and which institute did the research and how that switched and now how it's impacted their lives. And that's really important because it shows that we are making a difference. It's not just, oh, yeah, we do some walking, we fundraise, but no, here's real. This, right. is, this is where the rubber hit the road and we actually are That's making right. a difference. This is, this is the meat and the potatoes of it. This, I, exactly. This is what it's all about. Exactly. What is your favorite thing about the three-day? That's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. There are so many things. I, th- I think it's the, it's the community. I, I kind of describe it 
after I got to be a part of the opening and closing ceremony in all the cities in 2014, and I got to be on the stage and see the people walk in. And the best way for me to describe it is, is as you look from the front row out, you see individuals. And the farther back you go, you don't see individuals. It blends. And it's now the community. And we, as, as participants, uh, we do things individually, but it's, it's, it's the synergy of that community. It's, right. it's, it's the power of that community and being able to help and to be able to talk to people and, and to do things with people and give them hope. That's such a powerful thing. And that's something I've really, really uh, taken to heart uh, the more I get into this and the more I get to do things is, is that that community is so powerful. It is. And, you know, one of the things that our team that we always say is that the more we unite, the brighter that light shines out in the distance. Absolutely. It's so true. It really is. So I walked the three-day out in San Diego last year. What would you say is the biggest challenge to be able to walk this far? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is, is, is being prepared. And that's, and that's everything. That's, that's training. That's understanding what's involved. It's always fun watching the newbies out there because it's like there's a list that Coleman will provide and it's like, okay, we got to check every item off. And then they get out there and it's like, okay, this is San Diego. I really don't need a lot of rain gear or I don't need. And so you, you, you learn from that. But uh, I think that, I think the biggest thing is, is being uh, just totally prepared, do the training, being emotionally ready for it and then going out there and just, it's a celebration. And, and that's and that's a big part of it. It's, it. It is a celebration. You've done the tough part. You've you fundraised. You trained, and now and now you go out for three days and celebrate. So right. that that's probably what I learned over time. And even when you're out there and people see you and they don't even know what this is about, that gives you the opportunity to have that conversation with them. We've had that this weekend, uh, where drivers are going by and they'll stop, or somebody on a corner and they'll say, "What's this all about?" Well, there's the there's the door open. Okay, let me put my foot in that door, and it's like it's a three day walk for uh, breast cancer for awareness research and all that. And some of them will go, oh, okay, that's nice, but a lot of them will take it a, a, to the next step in the conversation. Oh, well, how? What do you mean by that? And, right. and it's and and so you educate them, and that's where change is made. Absolutely, yes, very much so. What's something that you would like all of your fellow walkers out there to know? I always tell people that sometimes it's difficult to know that you're making an impact. And I've talked to the youth corps on several times and then I'll, I'll talk to adults about it. I said, I, I believe in like the parable of the, the mustard seed. And what I tell the youth is you don't know when you do a high five or a big smile or a cheer or you pick up the bag of potato chips when the person drops them and when they're picking up uh, some food, something that seems very insignificant. And then you find out later on from that person that you were having a tough, they were having a tough day. And then, you know, what turned it around? Well, you know, there was this, there was this youth core person, or there was this person that I was walking with, or there was, and you know, the list goes on and they did this thing and it turned the whole thing around. And, and that goes across everything. So the person that feels like they're alone and they're dealing with this by themselves, they talk to another survivor, they talk to another person dealing with it. The impact that you make is most of the time something you'll never know. And you'll come back later and the person will say, you may not remember, but three years ago in San Diego, you did this and that changed everything around. That made such a difference. And you're, I, you know, you're in the back of your mind going, I don't even remember who this person right. is, but you made that big difference. You right. made an impact. And so I always try and stress to people, newcomers and, and veterans alike, 
when you doubt your purpose, when you doubt why you're really out here, remember that even if you don't know it, you are making an impact. You are making a difference in somebody's life. And if you change one person's life because of all this work, it's worth every minute that you've been out there. Absolutely. What you do matters. Exactly. Yep. Well, Jim, I have one last question for you. Sure. What's something that you would like women who may be diagnosed today or tomorrow to walk away knowing? There's hope. There's always hope. There's there's people that are diagnosed with stage four and it, it looks desperate. And I've walked with those people that have lived years and where it seems like it's the, the least possibility that there's a good thing to come out of it, never lose hope. There are so many cases where it's it's turned around, even when it was at dark, the darkest hour. And so I try and stress to people, never give up hope. Always, always move forward. There, there will always be somebody there to help you. There will always be somebody to take you that next step. And so, yeah, hope. Hang on through those hard times and lean on those closest to you because you don't have to do this alone. And you don't have to do it alone. And that's difficult. I mean, there's so many things in life where we go, ah, I don't want to bother somebody. And, you know, it's your life that you're dealing with. And there are so many people that are ready to help. You just have to ask. And that's a very difficult thing to do sometimes. Right. And so, yeah, that, that's what I like to tell people. Don't give up hope. If you need help, just ask. Well, Jim, thank you so much for sure. joining us today. And good luck on your last 20 tomorrow. And oh, we'll be, be done with this one. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you very much. In the Susan G. Komen three-day walk, whether it's in New England or San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, wherever it is, in a walk like this, you have survivors walking, you have friends and family, you have people walking in honor of somebody that they know that went, went through this or in memory of somebody that they've lost. You have people that are walking for our future, walking to get to the end of this awful disease. You have people walking for individuals, for the community, and for the world. And to talk to us a little bit more about what all goes into planning an event like this and what it all means, we have with us today Carrie Stovall. She is the VP of the three-day Komen event here. So welcome. Welcome to our show today. Tell us a little bit about what we have going on here. This is the New England three-day that um, we had not been back in Boston for five years, so we're so excited to be back and bringing this wonderful, amazing event uh, to, the, to the New England area. And it is an incredible event. I mean, it's, it is 60 miles. I know when my friend told me about 60 miles, I thought she meant to say six, but, but apparently there was a zero on the end of that. That's a bit more than I was thinking. And what is amazing about this, too, is that for all of those 60-mile walkers out there, there's a minimum that they raise. So when you see pink, it's not just pink out there. Tell us about that. Yeah, the, the three-day community, when you sign up, it is truly what we like to call a transformative event because you work, um, the three-day community works really hard all year long because you not only have to train to walk 60 miles, but you also have to raise um, a minimum of $2,300. So that's where our community is working all year round to do that. And I've seen some of the things out there walking, supporting the, the um, participants and seeing that camaraderie and like that, yes, they're raising funds and awareness and education. And it's all in efforts to empower women and their communities and, and the world, right? The whole point for all of those steps, you know, across the country is to find a, a cure for this disease. 
I think that's what's amazing about it is, yes, everybody's worked really hard to train and to raise the money, but when they all come together, they've all worked really hard to do one thing, and when they come together, they know they're such a powerful force. It is. There is, there is power when, when, I like to say, when all these little flickers of light combine, it strengthens that light out in the distance, and together we will weather this storm. We are not, we are not alone. What would you say is the biggest challenge and the biggest reward from about putting together an event like this? Oh, the, the three day has so many rewards. And I, and I would say that one of our biggest challenges pertains to that is the three day is such a hard thing to explain to someone. I think they get a little overshadowed, as you said, right. by, oh, I have to walk 60 miles. But I think once we get people on event, and you see how amazing it is, how, yes, we take very good care of our community. We're provided mm -hmm. hydration, medical, food, just making sure that people are taken care of because of the effort and how hard they've trained to get here. And I think that we are always looking for ways to bring this wonderful experience to other people. And so I really encourage anybody that wants to learn more about it is to go to the3day.org or ask somebody that maybe they know that has walked before, right. because that's really how you learn the true, amazing experience that this event provides. It is life-changing for not only you know the, the funds that you raise and where they go, but which I want to talk about in a second, but also like the experience of the individual when they do it, when they raise it. It's like this, it's a journey, right? Like it's the highs and the lows, and you might get blisters and it might hurt at moments, but what do you remember when you're done? You remember the entire experience. Yeah, I think what um, I've, one of the walkers once said to me, you know, this is not about who finishes first. One of the things we do on the three day is we celebrate the last walker, right? Because it's about bringing the family back together and everybody accomplishing something together. Somebody once told me, stop and smell the roses. You know, don't be rushing to get to the next pit stop. Look at the beautiful sights you see as you're walking and exploring a new city, as well as talking to people. Right. That's what I think makes the amazing bonds that people have on the three day and how they learn about each other, learn about their journeys, become uh, close actually, because when you're walking, the one thing you have to do is to talk. Right. And I think that that is also what helps the transformation as you walk the three day is how you learn about other, but you get strength from other people. Right. And um, I know a lot of our survivors, I've seen the bonds build when, if somebody's going through treatment and walking and they are walking or they learn and, and find somebody that they can walk to that has been through the same thing. And I think that's what I would say the biggest rewards are, are seeing those bonds made between the community. Right, right. It's definitely love and hope that you see out there, especially when you see people with the signs on their back saying, I'm walking for so-and-so and, -so and that, that kind of stuff. It's definitely love and hope and a community bond that is, that is formed. So talking about these steps, because every step matters. You talk about slowing down and smelling the roses. It's not a race. It's every, I mean, it's very symbolic too, right? Like every step we take is helping us get closer and closer to that ultimate goal mm -hmm. of getting rid of this terrible, terrible disease. And what better way to represent that with a walk where every step along the way matters. So how many walkers do you have here today? 
So we have um, over a thousand walkers that will be walking those 60 miles. And um, we also have, I don't always like to know that the three day wouldn't be possible without our amazing volunteer crew. And the crew are what help our walkers make it through those 60 miles right. by route safety, medical, really the volunteers that make this event happen. Yeah, oh, we definitely support our crew members because <laughs> I walked one uh, last year and I mean, it just I'm, a lot of work goes mm -hmm. in behind the scenes. So with each of these steps, and you said over a thousand people that are, are participating, that I think I read somewhere on some of your information there was that it's over 307 million steps combined. That's a lot of steps getting moved towards finding a cure. And I think the other thing I like to point out is that's just on event. You know, I think about all the steps that have been taken to train and to get ready for this event, and I, I'm always just blown away, and I think it's an amazing feat, and that's what we always say, that the three-day is the longest distance you can go in the fight against breast cancer. And there, that is definitely, <laughs> definitely the truth. And you talk about all these those steps that we were talking about. That is just in one event, and that is in in one three day event. And in 2019, there were seven seven cities. I think it was let's see, Michigan, the Twin Cities, New England, Seattle, Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, and San Diego. So there were seven of these three day events times that number, the uh -huh. over 307 million yep. steps for just one of them. And so, but you have some coming up in. 2020 as well. Where where are the cities located in 2020? Yeah, we're excited about 2020 and we just launched registration. So registration is currently open. We will kick off the season back here in Boston for the New England three-day in August. And then we are adding or returning to a past market, which is Chicago. Oh, um, and that'll be happening in September. So we're, we're really excited about that. And then we'll be back in Dallas, Fort Worth and San Diego in November. So these are great markets to sign up because you get to see the city. Right. Um, and I think that's what um, is really cool about being back in New England is that people and, and talking to the walkers, or they're just so excited to see the sites right. and see this historic city that they, in a way that they may never have been able to see it just coming from a tourist perspective. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, if people want to register for the three-day in, in 2021, the upcoming years, what, what can they do to register? Yeah, you can go to the three-day.org, and there is a registration section on the website, or you can just learn more. You know, we also have four events still coming up. Like you said, Seattle, Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, and um, San Diego. So you can participate in the 20 mile or just if you live in those markets, come out and, and, cheer, and cheer and come out and learn more about it. And it is um, fun and the walkers appreciate it yes. so much. Um, that's the part that, you know, they, they feel so much um, and get back so much from the uh, support and the love that they get from the communities right. that they're in. Well, and, and we, as I, I get, I'm going to walk the, the 20 miler tomorrow, but I got to cheer today. So I got to kind of see both sides of the fence today. And as a cheerleader on the sidelines, we really appreciate the walkers. Like mm -hmm. it's, we're thanking them because they're the ones that are helping to make this whole, you know, thing possible working towards that cure. I also read that since 2004, that New England's three day has raised over $40 million dollars. Where do these proceeds that, that we are working so hard to raise, where do they go? Yeah, the three-day has, um, you know, the community is so passionate and they've raised so much money to help us make progress to the end to breast cancer. So the funds that 
Susan G. Komen raises, what we say is that there are going to four important pillars of the organization, and that's research, care, community, and action. Because Komen not only just focuses on one area, like research, but we focus on a 360-degree approach. So that you know includes investing in breakthrough research so that we can find a cure or improve quality care. But we also support the women and men that are going through this disease in the local communities through our treatment assistance program, through our helpline. And also another big pillar that I, I like to make people aware of is, is Komen plays a really important part in advocacy, is working with our government officials to make policy changes that are there to support people going through breast cancer, as well as helping to make sure we're doing the screenings and supporting all of those things, because those can make a huge difference. Yes. Yes. Wow. So definitely worth every every step and every penny that is that is raised. And there's no such thing as too little, because every little bit helps. It adds together. Is there any anybody that you'd like to thank, take the time to thank here? Any sponsors that played a big role? Well, you know, the three-day is a, um, wouldn't be here without the support of our sponsors. Our presenting sponsor is Bank of America, and we also have series sponsors Mohawk and Amgen. And, you know, they help provide important dollars to help us put on this event, but they also come out to these events. Bank of America provides volunteers that stand at the finish line and provide a a medal to the walkers as they cross that finish line. And that means so much to the community about that accomplishment. They also provide comfort and relaxation and ways to help and support the walkers as they go on this journey. So we're just really appreciative of our sponsors. Yes. Well, what's, what's one thing that you like for all the walkers out there to know? I just want to thank them you know, their dedication and their passion and their strength means so much. And they are truly making an impact and we are making progress. And we would not be able to do that without every dollar, every hour they volunteer. Everything that they do is amazing and it is helping women and it's helping men. And it's, it's just, I couldn't be more thankful for all that they do. It's life changing for real. And changing the world. We are making a dent. Even when those blisters hurt, (laughs) and even when you don't think you can make another step, every little bit that you have done matters in this journey. And we say it's about the experience. You know, maybe you might not finish every mile, and that is actually okay, right? Because that's why the three day community is here to pick you up and get you on that sweet van and get you to the next stop or, you know, just take care of it. It's a family. And that's the one thing that's just amazing about the program is the bonds that are created and the support that sometimes in our world these days isn't always there. I think that that's that's where I keep saying it's a a really just unique experience that everybody, I wish everybody could try at some point in time. I definitely encourage it as well. It was it was um, when my friend told me, "Hey, why don't you want to walk sixty miles with me?" I was like, oh, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then and then I did, and it was an incredible, life changing experience. It is all about the journey. There were moments that hurt, but then when you get to the top and you and you see like this view and you pause, like you said, and you smell those roses for a moment. That's what matters. Like in our journeys through cancer and our journey through life. And our journey through the three day. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. But it all matters. Uh, you say it, you said it beautifully because that is all what the three days about. What's something that you would like women who may be diagnosed to say today or tomorrow to walk away knowing that there is hope. That there is also people out there that are fighting for you. 
and want to support you and that we are making progress, but uh, we will continue to make as much progress as we possibly can with all of the dollars that were raised. But I'd also say, you know, if there is a time when you need something, Komen does provide our helpline and it's one eight seven seven go komen and that is always a resource for women, men, family members that are struggling, that need to support a, a, a woman going through breast cancer, that they are there for resources to help. And I always want to make sure people know that because we, di- we don't want anybody to go through this alone. That's right. Together we weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're very happy to have you. Well, thank you. and excited for your 20-mile walk tomorrow. Thank you. I did my... 20 mile walk the next day. I was a 20 mile walker for the 2019 New England three day. I had done the full 60 mile walk in San Diego the year before and the entire event, it's filled with so much fun and laughter and all for a good cause. But one thing that gets me every single time is at the end on the third day after everybody has crossed that finish line they have a processional where all the survivors who have gotten the same color shirt, it's a pink shirt that says survivor on the back, you walk through the crowds and everybody else who has participated in this event, who has walked this walk, they take off their shoes and they raise them in the air. And when you see that number of shoes held in the air, it's as if to say, we did this walk, we had these blisters, We did this. We raised these funds and we went through this event so that we can support this cause, so that we can help that sea of survivors know that they aren't alone and that together we will push forward for a cure. When you're walking through that line of survivors and you look around, you see all sorts of people. Cancer does not discriminate. And together we will work towards putting an end to it for all of us, for all women and men, because we matter. I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.